The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. I am joined by the one and only Mary Trump. And I'm so excited um, to be here with you today because I have a million questions for you. I'm not going to ask all one million questions for you. And you've been doing a great job of having so many substantive discussions on your own podcast, The Mary Trump Show, um, which is terrific. And also you're in LA um, doing a live show, which is so exciting. I should mention right off the top, but thank you so much for being here. There's just so much to discuss today. Uh, Serlina, really, thank you for having me. Um, I I love your work and it's uh, it's really cool to be back with you. Thank you so much. I mean, my first question really is, about the Trump legal stuff. So I sort of categorize it in two different buckets, right? So there are the criminal investigations into your uncle, Donald Trump, and then there are the civil lawsuits and those legal threats. And I feel like the buckets as I I, I put them is like jail and broke, right? So those are like sort of the, the outcomes mm-hmm. that are possible at this point, given just the full scope of all of these um, ongoing legal issues. I mean, do you feel like your uncle is afraid in this moment of either of those outcomes ending up in jail or losing a lot of his wealth? Well, first of all, the only just outcome here is both jail and poverty for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm much I'm much more cynical about prison. Um, I think partially because I don't know that this country has the will to do the right thing in that regard. And I also think that logistically it would be very difficult to put Donald in prison. <laughs> um, but that aside, uh, is he afraid? It's very difficult for Donald to be in touch with a- any feelings except uh, anger and um, the joy of humiliating other people. <laughs> so I don't think he will. Uh, is is psychologically capable of allowing himself access to fear or his own humiliation. Uh, just it's he he's protected himself from those two very unpleasant emotions. Um, and remember, uh, even though to the rest of us it looks like the walls are closing in, and by the way, we've been saying that for a few decades now. Uh, they're just they're just closing in very slowly. Uh, he <laughs> he surrounds himself with yes men. So uh, he's they protect him to some degree as well from his recognizing just how serious things might be. Um, so I don't really think that his worldview has changed much. And also, by the way, uh, 
he's suffered no consequences for anything yet. So why would he think he's finally going to after 75 years? It's a long time. I mean, 75 years is an entire lifetime of, I mean, what we know now that he has gotten away with, just like mm-hmm. completely away with, that's not even still under investigation. It's a lot. I mean, even before yeah. he ran for president. And I think in a lot, in some ways it's like, you know, he ran on this brand of being, you know, a savvy businessman. And then you had the tr- his his own business, um, you know, convicted of tax fraud, you know, wide scale tax fraud um, recently. So it just feels like the core of the brand uh, is a question, but maybe it doesn't matter to your point. Um, and, and maybe he's not even thinking of it in those terms. I mean, one of the things that's frustrated me, and I think that you sort of alluded to this, is this idea that like he hasn't been count- held accountable yet. And part of the reason the walls are closing in so slowly is because basically the Justice Department, every legal expert is like, you have to make sure that you would be able to convict, right? Because mm-hmm. federal prosecutors never like to bring cases and where they can't win, they have to win. And it's like, well, there could always be that one juror. I'm like, first of all, that's true of any case anywhere mm-hmm. in the world, like all the time. So like, I don't understand why we're just leaning so heavily on like, there could be one juror. I'm like, there's always like one weird wonky juror on every jury, like yeah. in every single case in history, in the history of the law. So, but do you feel like in some ways, this the slowness of the doors closing and the speed through which the doors have been closing in, it feels like too late to hold him accountable because he's been allowed to taint the jury pool for how many years now with the big lie and all of his conspiracy theories? Well, the good news is we have seen uh, juries rule against his interest, if not him, against his allies. I'm I'm thinking of uh, what's his name? <laughs> good of me to remember. Um, I can't remember his name, but some some powerful people in his orbit mm-hmm. have been found guilty by jury. Of course, they've been pardoned, but still. Uh, <laughs> so jurors do seem Amer- the American people take jury service very seriously, and they do yeah. seem at least for the most part uh, in this instance to put aside their own um, personal feelings. A- and of course, a lot of these cases are in New York and D.C., which also helps. Uh, but are the doors closing too slow? Yes, <laughs> it's too <laughs> one more day of if his being a free man without indictments is one day too many. It's it's really appalling. And I think at this point, it's less about tainting the jury pool. And you're right. He, he's been allowed to get away with normalizing the big lie and the insurrection and uh, claims of voter fraud, uh, which is very dangerous in general uh, for democracy. Um, but it's more its more about just the sense of injustice. It's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, no, it really is. And I mean, I think about the black and brown people that are in prison for so much less, mm. uh, based on so much less evidence, like, or none, um, yeah, or, <laughs> or, none. or fraudulent evidence, right? And I just think about the people are wrongfully convicted and then released 50 years later. And then, you know, they they then they have to fight more longer for a settlement because they mm-hmm. still aren't going to be compensated in, in some constant um, in some context. And so it's just it feels oh, the injustice of it all. Um, one of the things I've also been thinking a lot about is whether or not he actually wants to be president again. I mean, I feel like his announcement was sort of like it was like a little bit of like a drop in 
you know like the ocean like it Mm -hmm. I didn't really it didn't really make a make a splash like it like he normally would I suppose Mm -hmm. um and that could because of so much else going on but also I feel like he kind of misses the attention that he was getting running for president, you know, when they would put the empty podium on the stage waiting for him to come. Mm-hmm. Um, when Hillary Clinton was giving a live speech, I remember yep. that from 2016. Me too. Um, do you feel I- like he wants to be president or does he just miss like the attention? Uh, first of all, yeah, I still remember that. And, you know, planes on a tarmac. Um, <laughs> and I still resent it. <laughs> so, mm. I'm still um, mad. <laughs> still mad. Still mad. Uh, so, <laughs> He he wants whatever he thinks is going to one keep him protected legally, uh, and and he has convinced himself that being in the Oval Office again will, or or even being a candidate, honestly, will protect him in the same way he was protected from twenty sixteen on, um, and it's a really good grift. So I'm not convinced that he's actually running. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think he had any pleasure in the office, but he figured out how to monetize it in a way nobody else had. And he was allowed to. And and that's the thing about Donald. The reason we're still stuck with him is because smarter, more powerful people continue to find him useful. Mm. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about why. Why we can't get him out of here, like not in not not literally, but Mm -hmm. like you know, just sort of like push them to the side of the conversation, because I think that even the base of supporters that do support him is a, it's a it's a minority of the country. It is a smaller group of people than the people that are opposed to the things that he represents and the things that he says. So I feel like we embolden him somehow. How can we marginalize him? How can we push him to the margins of our political discourse? Yeah, I resent that, too. The fact that we still have to spend so much time and energy talking about this person, because let's face it, we can't ignore him. That's dangerous. It would be dangerous to pretend that he's not Mm. still very much a problem. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think there's anything we can do. One, he Mm. was not uh, he hasn't been, again, held accountable. You know, he committed serious crimes about against the United States of America, including, and I keep forgetting this, including stealing thousands of top secret, highly sensitive documents that (laughs) very likely, one, he's using his leverage to blackmail people or to make money, and two, very likely put uh, the lives of other, of human beings in danger. (laughs) So um, he's still running around doing whatever he wants to do. Uh, And I think the bigger problem uh, which sort of which certainly goes beyond him is that the Republican Party hasn't been sufficiently repudiated. You know, they they should have done much worse in 2020. And one of the reasons mm. we're still here having this these kinds of conversations is because they actually outperformed expectation. I, I think that's an important point. I mean, I think that um, linking what Trump has done direct more directly to the current GOP is important, particularly because, you know, we're in a week where Marjorie Taylor Greene, I mean, now I'm going to give her this point that it was a joke. So the context mm-hmm. of the comment was in jokes, right? So it wasn't mm-hmm. made in, you know, any serious context, right? She wasn't doing a news interview. She was making, she was riffing. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying that, you know, if me and Steve Bannon had organized the insurrection, plan the insurrection we would have won and we would have been armed i mean 
that feels to me like i mean it's a sitting congressperson just reelected yeah. like she's the this is the current gop like kevin mccarthy can't be speaker without her support so in in a lot of ways i feel like they aren't they, the republican party has not been yet branded with the trump label they are the party of trump like i feel i still feel like we're trying to like find some distinctions between the two and i don't know that particularly after two election cycles that exists at all anymore certainly i totally agree with you there's no daylight between them and just the fact that she is literally the most powerful republican in congress uh is is all the proof we really need but then we have Republicans like Mitt Romney referring to Donald as a rhino, Republican in name only. And it's like, no, 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 you do not get to pretend that he's different from you. Yes, Mitt Romney voted to impeach him once or twice. I don't remember. But he also probably voted with him in excess of 90 percent of the time. Uh, the Republicans are responsible for him. They made him possible uh, in in the last few years. And Donald and Donald's just horrific record and criminality all need to be hung around their necks like an albatross. And the other thing about it, too, right, thinking about his propensity for blackmail, I mean, why? I don't understand the calculation, honestly, when I'm just using my logical brain. If it's possible that he has dirt on them, why would they? I mean, I know they are fearful of blackmail, but. Do you do you feel like it's it's silly? It's almost like a losing proposition both ways, because it feels like they're going along with him off the cliff. You know, the Titanic is sinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it, it like is the only explanation that he's blackmailing them. And if the blackmailing um, of the GOP is is what's at, what's happening here, like is how dangerous is that for the Republican Party? I think that Donald is definitely the most dangerous person to the Republican Party, you know, I, for a few reasons. One, yes, because there there is this possibility and we don't know. But the, the most likely explanation for the insane behavior of somebody like Lindsey um, Graham, what's his name? The senator Lindsay. from South Carolina. Yeah. Lindsey Graham. Thank you. I got mm-hmm. it right. Yep. Uh, it's <laughs> yep. because he either he's lost his mind or he's being blackmailed. There, there's really no other explanation. I think the bigger problem, uh, you know, unless uh, Donald has is pulling a Herbert Hoover, you know, is that most of the people in the Republican Party, as it's currently constituted, are all in with him. They they agree with what he's doing or or they appreciate the fact that he's willing to go down the road they set for him. Uh, So I think it's probably a combination. And also there are a lot of weak human beings in the world who Mm. who want to cling to power no matter what and put that above anything else. I mean, it it almost to me at this point, and maybe you're the person that might be best positioned to answer this question, knowing that you actually know um, your cousins. I don't. Um, I feel like the GOP is probably going to stay aligned with Trump and the Trump children will be like, nope, first. What do you think? Well, I think we've already seen it with Ivanka. 
and Jared. Uh, it's really important to remember that every single relationship in my family is transactional. Um, and I mean, I honestly, I don't really know them much better than anybody else. I'm much older than they are. I didn't really grow up with them. Um, but I know my family really well. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear at this point that uh, Ivanka has determined that there's more value in staying away from Donald than there is with staying aligned with him. And she, remember, is the only legitimately wealthy person in that family because she's married to a legitimately wealthy person. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't need Donald, uh, unlike her brothers, um, for her wealth. It's so uh, fascinating to see, see this family drama unfold in the midst of our po politics. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's actually an interesting microcosm. Uh, you know, I think um, there are very, very few Republicans who could claim independence the way Ivanka has, just like Eric and mm -hmm. Donnie can't do it. And in fact, they certainly Donnie just keeps keeps becoming, if possible, even more of a lapdog. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've some, I've seen some of his social media posts circulate in my feeds. I, I I don't always I can't I have to be honest I don't always click play on them, but um he's That's definitely <laughs> yeah no he's all the way in. I mean, and and what we're talking about right now is all in the context of even some of the most recent developments with um, Trump and and who he's associating with because it just it's always there's no bottom right it just always gets worse and so we you know reportedly he had dinner with Kanye West mm -hmm. where Kanye West this is just according to reports brought Nick Fuentes a white nationalist to the dinner and Donald Trump pretended he didn't know who that was I mean what is the danger of like because now we're not even there's no you know there's no dog whistle there's no dog nope. whistle left like they're they're just openly being bigoted they're openly being racist anti-semitic like all the isms right so so how far removed from like normal are we and how do we how do we like crawl our way back because i feel like if anybody else but donald trump had a dinner with a white nationalist like they would be exiled from normal political conversations i don't know if that's true in the republican party anymore quite honestly mm -hmm. and to tell you the truth what worries me is that we're not in new territory is that we're in old territory <laughs> you know it's definitely much more uh jim crow than mm -hmm. civil rights mm -hmm. movement um and what worries me about the openness of it is that that too becomes normalized in the same way the big lie has become normalized in the same way participating in an insurrection is not disqualifying if you're a Republican anymore. It's it's that kind of repetition and uh, pushing of the envelope that Donald excels at. And unfortunately, has they've he's found a big enough audience for it and a party that is totally not just unwilling to call him out, but has no interest in calling him out. So that's the part that worries me more than anything, I think, in that in, in this context. Um, also, by the way, he he claimed not to know who David Duke was. He claims not to know who Nick Fuentes is. That's absurd. And there's no way I don't care if it's Kanye West. Nobody shows up unannounced without the Secret Service 
knowing exactly who they are and having permission unless American taxpayers are having money stolen from them because that isn't that what the Secret Service is there for? You just don't yep. show up to the White House uh, or, you know, the property of the person who was in the in the White House with any old guest. It's it's that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I there are so many questions that I have about that. And then also, like, you just you you don't end up in the room with the president without some sort of vetting. Like exactly. Just, and I know that he's not the president and his security is not exactly the same, but it just seems very strange that you could be just a white nationalist and walk up to dinner with Donald Trump. Like, I don't think they'd let me in. So even if I did show up with Kanye West, which I wouldn't ever, but I'm right. just, like, I do, I feel like there would be some level of Googling happening. Um, if I were to stand in the room with somebody who was the former president who is currently trying to run for president again. I mean, it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. OK, so we only have three more minutes here. I told you I had a million questions. <laughs> You're doing so well. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> so so the, one of the last questions I had is we, we talk so much about the coalition that still supports Donald Trump through through all of this. Even I mean. One of the things I I still throw in the bucket here is like, you know, a million people died of COVID. Like he mishandled the whole pandemic that is still ongoing. Like he people died because of his misinformation um, and his handling of the pandemic, mishandling of the pandemic. Even though he told Bob Obert he, he knew it was airborne. He didn't tell us, you know, there there are reasons that are so, so big for me that it's like, how could anybody even consider? But like. Who is the coalition for Donald Trump? Are we just talking about like people who listen to Nick Fuentes? Because I feel like that's what's left. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, and first of all, uh, to the point about COVID, the fact that I didn't even think to mention that earlier when I was talking about Donald's crimes just shows Mm. you how Mm. screwed we are when they (laughs) fled the zone so effectively. He's a mass murderer, in my view. He used disinformation, not misinformation. And he he did it on purpose because he thought that that was his best electoral strategy. So he's directly responsible for the deaths of over a million people. The fact that more hasn't been made of that is absolutely mind blowing and horrifying. Uh, As for his coalition, I think it is quite small. I mean, they're loud, but it's it's the you know, that 26 percent who are supposed to exist on the fringes, but have been mainstreamed because of him in the last six years. And it's, you know, knee jerk Republicans, people who consume the kinds of quote unquote information that makes them think that Democrats are are groomers and pedophiles and, uh, you know, are are murdering babies. Um, So I think there's really not too much we can do about those people. It's however um, we if if we can activate more voters. Uh, I think that's that's where our success lies. And there's a reason Democrat, uh, sorry, Republicans uh, beyond their typical racism are so desperate to rig the system even further in their favor because they know they don't have the numbers. And, and not only do they not have them, the numbers of voters in their camp are, are decreasing. So, of course, they need to gerrymander more egregiously and vote suppress more egregiously. And and now, you know, they're they're all in with voter subversion and convincing people that legitimate elections are illegitimate if their preferred candidate loses. 
it's it's so true activating more voters is the key it's the key to so much Mm -hmm. um and i feel i mean even in in my book the end of white politics i talk about how the emerging demographics are on the side of the democratic party and i really wanted them to wake up to that fact because republicans they know yeah they really do (laughs) they absolutely know what is going on mary trump thank you so much for being here host of the mary trump show also author of two best-selling books and if you want to see mary live there is a live mary trump show happening in la um december the 19th and mm-hmm. it is at dynasty typewriter so go to dynastytypewriter.com to get tickets because that seems super cool and i mean even in in this whole like pandemic era i still i wear my mask to places now but i am mm-hmm. trying to gather with more people yep. so as long as everyone is safe and um leaves only with you know laughs and information i feel like that's why i always say <laughs> anytime i gather with people i'm like i don't i don't want anybody to leave here with anything other than information <laughs> that's great that's great um mary trump thank you so much for being here today it was great to have you back thanks for Lena. this was awesome We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday. 